Whatever happened to any character from Zoe 101? That's my question. Uh, Jamie Lynn got pregnant. One of the other chicks, I think she got addicted to crack. <laughs> okay, but say it. Uh, I don't remember her name. No, getting pregnant. <laughs> oh, bro. oh. <laughs> yeah, dude. Jamie Lynn spit. You said the British. Oh, we got pregnant. That bitch going pregnant. I love it. Thank, so, you. Thank you so much. Okay, so uh, <laughs> yeah, we have a guest. Yeah, needless to say, that, we, that's not we, just a strange person. We have a in. super guest. He is a super guest. It's, it's um, me. It's not me. Okay, do you want to intro him or I can no, intro him? No, you intro him. Sorry, I'll stop interrupting. Why don't you intro yourself? I don't think any of our guests uh, have ever intro Uh, What's up, motherfuckers? Um, my name Zach. Not you. You know who it is. Not you. Okay, oh. I want you to intro yourself. That's a terrible idea. What kind of podcast is this? <laughs> it's not your Fine. Your okay. Hello. My name is Spencer Vanwick. I am a wedding DJ. Yep. And Neil's very close friend. Correct. He's both. Yeah, of those that's things. all he is. So, <laughs> except. No, 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 no. Okay, you do it. We'll get it. What? Like actually intro. Yeah, yeah. Person? Actually, give him like. Okay, I want you to give him like a medium hype one, and then I'll hit him with the full like Bruce Buffer right. fucking. Right, take two. Sing clap. I'm looking at on the screen. The screen. Probably around 5'8", five, 5'9", five, would we say? On the, How big's your screen? No, I'm just saying and height-wise. <laughs> okay. I looked it up online. Like 5'8", five, 5'9", five, <laughs> around there. He's all right. Probably 5'9 five, five, and a half with the hair. Ooh. He's done some amazing things in his lifetime. Still continuing to do things amazing in this lifetime of his. He's got really curly motherfucking hair. Yep, that's amazing. Kind of looks like, like Harry Potter if Harry Potter was like kind of hipsterish, and I like that about him. I, think. <laughs> I like it a Better lot. Better mustache. Um, he was on a Canadian show. He was in a movie with a super hot actress. He was in two movies in TIFF at the same time. Two movies in TIFF at the same time. And I learned that today, and I've known him for, like, nine years. Yeah, well, we're going <laughs> to talk about it. It's super exciting. Um, yeah. He's known Neil for a super long time. He's known me for about, about an hour. Uh, so, I mean, we're making memories. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Spencer Van Wick, thank you so much for coming. Hello. Hello. Wow. Thank you guys so much. Hey, man. Happy <laughs> to be alive. Can I just say something right off the bat? Yes. Yeah. Shouts out Bulgaria. Shouts yeah, out Bulgaria. Shouts out Bulgaria. Dude, Bulgaria. Wasn't that actress from Bulgaria? Yeah, Nina Dober. Yeah, you were in a movie with... Okay, so hold on. We'll get into it. Sorry, I didn't... No, 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 let's talk about excited. it right now. I love it. This okay. is a great transition. So, <laughs> again, so people, uh, Spencer Van Wick, He's you were in a bunch of movies. Uh, you were on Degrassi, which is a Canadian TV show, uh, which is about uh, high school problems. Like, there's a lot of... Uh, like people banging each other and <laughs> drugs and car accidents. That's all the DeGrasse people was getting about. shot. Drake was on it. It's a big fucking deal. Everything um, happened on that show. You are not yeah. joking. It was a, it was a time, but you were in a movie with uh, Nina. I want to say her name right. Nina Dobrev. Nina Dobrev. Yes. Nina Dobrev. You, um, who's uh, the girl from Vampire Diaries? She was also in DeGrasse. Found that out today. I'm a fucking wiki genius. Yeah. Look at you. Um, but you were in a movie, Never Cry Werewolf. Am I right? And you played her brother. <laughs> yeah. So tell me about this box office classic you were in that went straight to TV. <laughs> this was the first movie I'd ever booked. Right. Prior to this, I was 16 years old. Prior to that, it was just commercials. Okay. I've been booking commercials since I was like three years old. What's the highlight commercial? We're not talking about that, Neil. Shut up. Okay. 
Never Cry Werewolf was this. All right, I'm going to be honest. It's awful. It is not a good movie. It is a terrible horror movie about a werewolf who lives next door to a family, a regular family. Which you're a part of the family, right? Yes, you're the I, play, brother. I play Nina's brother in the movie. I can't remember the character's name. I haven't watched it in years. But when it Ty- came I out, I, Tyler. I showed off that movie so much. I was so right. proud of the movie when it came out. I had the DVD. I showed all my friends. How old were you? I was 16. I already said that, Neil. Catch up. <laughs> but uh, what's his name? Kevin Sorbo was also in that film. Yes, film. Kevin he Sorbo. Was Hercules. If you don't know, he did Hercules in the old TV show with Xena, the princess warrior. Yes. Um, he was, oh, have dude, you, he was a okay, bunch of Can stuff. I just talk about Kevin real quick? Yes. He's not doing too well right now. Oh, his Twitter is terrible. He's like an anti-vaxer. What? He's like he's gone off the deep end, and like in the internet world, he's hated right now. Actually, Kevin Sorbo ain't doing too good, buddy. But like, you guys keep in contact or disappointed? (laughs) If you don't know, that's from the show. That's from the show. Um, (laughs) He's like that was from Never Cry Werewolf. Watch it. (laughs) (laughs) Throwback. Um, But so so fuck Kevin. What are you doing with your life? Figure out your shit. Keep that stuff at home. But. So Nina, was she just a piece of shit? Please, because she's like, you know, she's pretty. She's done a lot of cool stuff. Please tell me she was like an asshole. No, she Fuck. was so nice to me. She treated me like a real brother. It was so heartfelt. I really do appreciate what she helped me through. Because I'm gonna be honest, the director did not like me. Okay, can I just preface this by yes. saying yes. I'm not a good actor? Fuck off. I have auditioned countless times and. For the amount of times I've auditioned compared to the, the amount of things I've booked, it's pretty embarrassing. Your but touch, anyway, your touchdown to interception so, ratio is not great. <laughs> exactly. But the direct and so the director just wanted he was frustrated. The movie's not doing that well. I'm not delivering on what he expected me to. So he kind of took it out on me, kind of in front of the crew and everyone. So it was so nice to see the crew come together to support me. They all agreed that this director was a Which loser, a was a douchebag. Nice. And especially Nina. I mean, at the end of the Fuck. movie, she asked uh, for my email, my information, my home address, and she mailed me oh, shit. this beautiful customized Photoshop printed off like collage of all these photos we took. And on the back, she wrote me this like paragraph of a message talking oh about God. how much it's meant to her. It was so sweet. I'm telling you, she is the kindest, <laughs> coolest woman I've ever met. Okay, two questions. One. Do you still have her return address? And two, <laughs> what does she smell like? <laughs> oh my god, that's stalker shit. Dude. No, I haven't. I have not talked to her since we did that movie. I actually ran into her like a couple years later, and she still remembered me. So I'm just flying off of that high from like I don't know, 11 years ago. Oh my nice. god, that's sweet. Nice, but that's fine. But it's cool. You were like the, the, you were in a movie. Like you like you you weren't. It wasn't like you know you showed up. He was an extra. He you had fucking, fucking lines. You were there. Like <laughs> for the record, he was never finish. an extra, and I learned that the hard way when he called me up for calling him an extra like twenty episodes ago. Oh, I had to. I so had sorry. To. People got to know the right information. <laughs> I like that authenticity. So so did wait. you know that Glenn Fry from the Eagles wasn't actually an eagle? <laughs> I actually updated the Wikipedia today. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I'm not kidding. Go look at it. Yeah, it's, it's great. It's, it's in his it's early stuff, early life. Funny. Um, also, uh, <laughs> throwback. You you said you were in commercials, and then you told me to shut up. What commercials were you in? <laughs> the only one anyone would ever remember <laughs> I know was exactly. the commercial for the Dairy Farmers of Canada. Now, this was probably like 2002. Right. In the commercial, the mom gives money to her son and she tells him to go buy gouda at the store 
So the kid <laughs> is like walking down the sidewalk and he's telling himself, Gouda, Gouda, Gouda. He's, he's trying to remember. He's got to get Gouda. He gets to the store. He sees a bunch of free sample cheese and he like stuffs his mouth with all his free samples. And the guy behind the desk asks what cheese he wants. And he says Gouda with the full mouth. And the guy gets on the wrong cheese, and he brings it home to his mom, and... Uh, she beats the fuck out of him. <laughs> <laughs> I love That it. commercial played constantly for, like, Were you the kid? I'm I was the, the Gouda kid. You were the Gouda kid. You were the Gouda kid. I thought you were be like, no, 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 I was the guy holding the free samples tray. Oh <laughs> I was the one God. giving this kid Gouda cheese. No, no, at this point, I'm more proud about being the Gouda kid than just Wesley <laughs> from Degrassi. Fuck that, man. I loved watching the... De- like, I never watched Degrassi until I knew you were in Degrassi, and then I went back and watched Degrassi, and then I loved Degrassi. Specifically, the, the one scene, the one famous scene that is a continually called back when you're on the date, the wet dream scene. Oh, <laughs> That's You like- know what? It was really fun. I loved nice. my experience on Degrassi because I... Played practically the comic relief. So let's talk about it. So you started in season nine. So there. So for those who don't know what Degrassi is, it's, it's a Canadian TV show. There's about, I don't know, four million spinoffs, <laughs> seven hundred seasons, seven hundred seasons, different spinoffs, a different new generation. So what? Thirty five years. On Degrassi, what? Straight. Thirty five years. The show's been on. Yeah, but every 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 whatever. I think every pack they change to like the next Lauren generation. Sopranos. The new class. Sake. So I you did. were on Degrassi. What? Just one episode in season nine. Right. And then. I wasn't even supposed to be a main character. They brought me back on season 10 as a main character. I got to be in the intro and everything. And then season 11 for like the first half. And then they started like phasing me out. Did your character like die? Like what happened? They never explained it. I don't know (laughs) what happened. There were so many goddamn main characters on that show that they can drop people and bring people in at the same time and no one will notice. No one will ask any questions. That's There's like a handful of characters... They have not explained why they're not on the show anymore. So you just like so. What you're saying is you just showed up one day, went to your trailer. I'm assuming you had a trailer. I don't know how big time you were, but um, definitely had a trailer. Definitely had a trailer. Um, <laughs> and you just showed up, and they were like, "Yeah, no, uh, no lines today, bud. You did, uh, no, like just hang out." And then, like, at what point were you starting to figure out, like, "Ooh, I don't." Uh... So yeah, so you did a f- yeah the bottom half of season 11, eleven when I was not getting much out of it anymore. Like lines, yeah. scenes. Yeah, exactly. They gave me they tr- they tried so hard. God bless them. I just could not. Again, I could not deliver. Guys, I cannot tell you enough how not good of an actor I am. And so, that's okay because yeah. I don't act anymore. Everybody is everybody's allowed to be bad at some things. Oh, yeah. I don't mean to be a downer, out. but <laughs> well, shit, I feel like that's kind of normal for the industry though. I feel like a lot of people will go for a zillion auditions and get one call back. You know how many hot guys are on that fucking show? <laughs> I can't compete, yeah. man. I can't compete. Oh, dude, you're a rocket, relax. <laughs> you're so handsome. You're so handsome. You're so handsome. <laughs> no, but like, so I want to I want to kind of touch on the that a little bit. So you did the one and then you did the full season in season 10. Like what was your character like? Like explain kind of what your character was like and what what his characteristics kind of were. Of course, I played a grade 10 nerd. Fitting. Who um, was friends with <laughs> two guys, Connor and Dave. Now, Connor had Asperger's. Nice. And he was living with the principal. Nice. And Dave wasn't necessarily like a nerd, but he just didn't have many friends. He was kind of a loser. So he just hung out with the other nerds. And, <laughs> oh my God, I just remembered the story. I got to tell this right now. Okay, do it. So... Degrassi's like a big studio production. They kind of do everything very professionally. And I know Neil, were you ever in any films in college? Like, did you do any of the student films? Um, I I never featured in them, but I did like voiceovers for them. So so I saw like the big production value and all that. Setting up for a shot, one single shot, 
in a oh, film or TV show takes so long. It's all about getting the lighting right. <laughs> For a 15-second yeah. shot. Yeah. Like, so yeah. we're doing a scene. We filmed the first half, and they got to turn it around. So they got to move all the equipment. It takes like half an hour. So in that time, they don't like we don't get to go back to the green room or anything. We just kind of stay on set. And one day, we're just talking. Come on. I'm in grade 12. We're hanging out. I have a girlfriend. I still haven't done stuff with her yet and i'm talking to the guys about this and we're just hanging out we're chilling i know exactly where this is going and then the producer comes over to us he's like you guys need to come here and they're like you guys are still miked your mics are still on the entire crew can hear what you're saying right now so you're and telling we me got the, in so much shit the entire for crew being unprofessional at work <laughs> Not, <laughs> and they're like we we just have the audio we don't know who Said what, what? Who was talking? Do you guys sound the same though? Like, it, it, I mean, everyone knows they were just saying. They that. were just being nice. Come on. Uh. <laughs> the so they heard oh, about. I got in so much trouble. What a and scandal. like, I never really took the time to like learn who the writers were or talk to any producers. I was so nervous, and I guess kind of like, was that selfish. method acting? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, method acting. That's is that what it was? <laughs> is that what it was? Atta boy. He's like, I, so fucking, yeah, I kind of, I, I, I kind of get really why involved. I wasn't on the show anymore. But I like that they were just so they, so, they, so they said to you like, this is we're at. Like, we're at we're no they never idea. told me. My agent called me, and I found out from my agent. They told my agent, and then my agent told me. That's fucking hilarious. That's, that's fucking horrible. savage, dude. It's fucking funny though. Hey, bud, how's it going, champ? He called, probably called just some random nigga. How's it going, champ? How's my little hero doing? All right. So listen, uh, Degrassi, no more. We're out. Uh, no bueno. No bueno, Degrassi. We're going to try something else. You ever thought about being in a werewolf movie? What about another Gouda commercial? You like, uh, listen, we got this. We got this. You're playing a high school guy. We got this movie coming up. It's about this fucking other high school guy who's got to get his picture taken, shit like that. <laughs> He's got to get his hair colored different. You're fine with that, right? I just probably just said that you'd be fine with that. Well, they want to they want to interview you. So um, can you be there at seven o'clock? All right, thanks, Jeff. We'll talk to you later. I just hung up. That's how I picture that moment. That's how you before. picture agents. Agents are agents, not like not that. agents. Agents. I said agents. <laughs> that's so scary. That's Zach. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. Literally that. That's yeah. too traumatizing to go through again. That's fucking hilarious. Of course I nailed it. Why wouldn't I nail it? Of course you nailed it. It's because you're wearing fucking glasses again. I <laughs> I think it's just I think it's just you just bring out this fucking vibe when you when you wear vibe. your fucking sunglasses. I know. You on know what set. I really want? I want a Hawaiian shirt. I need somebody to give me a Hawaiian shirt. Dude, I'll give you that one that I used when we were golfing when uh fucking, my, fucking when trip. my friend put Xanax in my beer and didn't tell me trip. and we went golfing. What? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What'd you shoot? What'd you shoot? I, I don't remember. Oh. <laughs> uh, I don't remember paying. I don't remember the back nine. Like Zach took one video of me missing the ball four times on a tee block. I missed the ball and then uh. In the bunker. I, I believe that it's on our Instagram. It's the Flying Hawaiian Neil Gray. <laughs> or our TikTok. It's somewhere, but it's like, yeah, Neil Gray, the Flying Hawaiian. Yeah. The Uptown Invitational. So it's funny. Uh, one question for Spencer first before we get over this whole Degrassi thing. So you said you were in grade 12 when you were doing Degrassi. So acting a high school student while you're in high school, is it is it like a uh, was it was it easy? Do you think like did, did it really feel like you were in high school when you were acting that role? Yeah, like. I, I didn't really have to stretch right to like play a specific character, you know. I probably should have worked a little harder on my character, but I didn't know it was fairly easy. The problem was if you weren't 18, you had to do at least 1 hour of tutoring a day. 
Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah I was they, gonna say, how they, is school? They what take was care school of school. Like? They, okay. they, there's a tutor who like contacts your school and finds right. out your assignments and everything, and you just kind of sit there. Some and it's sometimes it's pretty bullshit. Sometimes they'll just play like <laughs> an old classic movie, and you just watch that for an hour, and that counts as tutoring. Oh my god, <laughs> that's the best high school that's experience high ever, school ever. But actually, what was cool is in I forget what year it was, but the earthquake in Haiti that did a lot of stuff. You you were one of the cast members that went down. Weren't you for the Degrassi Haiti? Degrassi's teamed cleanup. up with Free the Children, Me to We. I don't know if you've heard of that charity. I do, yeah. I'm familiar. Um, they reached out to Degrassi, and we have this kind of partnership. And uh, they get to, we get the cast gets to go to all these different places. They've been to India, Haiti. I've been to Haiti and Ghana with them, which was really cool. Nice. They also have a deal with Much Music, and they bring like a film crew over, and they do a little like documentary of the experience. So what was, so what was, so hey, so you were there like. A couple months after the earthquake, or whatever. it wasn't a couple months. It was maybe like five, six years after. And so, the shocking what was it still was, like there? It was terrible. It was still bad. It was Jeez, still man. tense for miles, and that was the weird part because it was right after the airport. So they we just witnessed it instantly, and then where we were staying was probably like an hour and a half away from all of that. Right. But we in Haiti like we got to <laughs> hot food, no, hot food and water nice, every night. It was this giant no, house hotel just Rwanda. with all these rooms. Oh, that's it was some private owned house. That's I don't know what it was. <laughs> good Sorry, movie. what were you good, saying? Good Spencer? movie. Sorry, Spencer. I wasn't listening. Oh, it's okay. I made a terrible joke. Go on. No, the place we stayed at was nice, and we built a playground. Oh, what? That's nice. Yeah, we built a playground that in the school. Nice. How long were you there? A week. Oh, that's not bad. And you build a whole school? No, a playground. <laughs> I heard a playground in a school. At a school. <laughs> At a school. <laughs> I was like, a playground and a school. How fucking shitty is this school? It's like, everybody who's on Degrassi is also a fucking, like, construction <laughs> foreman. But it's, already, yeah, it's one of your acting resume. With the headshot, they have to get one of you in a construction outfit. <laughs> it's like the village people. Yeah. Is that a bad joke to me? <laughs> I have a lot of range. Oh, my God. I bet you do. How, okay, audition process, dude. What like what goes through your head when you're auditioning? Because I remember I did one when I was coming into college in Niagara, where where we actually met. Um, I I went for two programs. I went for BRTF where we met, and then I also went for acting for film and television because I thought I had it. So I was like, okay, like I'll do Who it. Who told you that? Everybody all the way through high school from Got doing it. musical theater. Got and it. All that Got stuff. Got it. You notice how I'm the only one you're still friends with? It's because I never told you that. You're welcome. This is a big moment. Anyways, what were you saying? Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah. I, I went in front of like this panel of four of the, I guess, directors of the program or whatever, and I had to audition. It was just me in a room with these four people staring at me and a camera. That's it. That's it. And that's a lot of pressure. It was intimidating. It so, is. like, is that is that normal? Is that, did you get exposed to that kind of pressure every time you do an audition? One hundred percent. Fuck, man. Every time. Oh yeah. You know, I only when I was one. a kid, it wasn't it was, that bad. I yeah. didn't know what I didn't know what was at stake. Once I was old enough to realize what I had to lose, all confidence went out the window, and it just wasn't enjoyable anymore. It's yeah. one of the reasons why I stopped it, stopped acting altogether was the audition process itself. It was really cool though. The one thing about Degrassi was I was able to audition for bigger, better roles afterwards, and right. that's where the pressure really came on. I remember I auditioned for the the Power Rangers reboot. What? Get the fuck I out of here. I auditioned for It reboot. I auditioned for an episode of Black Mirror. And like this is way above so my skill level. This, I had to I couldn't. 
the the shows you just named. So the It remake came out how many years ago? Would you say now three, oh, four, five? Yeah, three, five four. or six. So when like did that. you get out of acting? How many years ago now? Would you oh, say? God, it was. Neil, when did you say those videos popped up? I, I was living with you. Yeah, you were living 16. in 2016, 2017. Yeah, those were so, about the la- that was about the last time I stopped. It literally goes to show you how long it takes, how the start of a movie with the audition process oh, takes dude. to when one comes out. Fuck. It's so long. Oh, yeah, Like, for movies sure. shoot for years. Dude, there's it's movies ridiculous. that shoot over, like, 20-year periods to show people growing up and shit. It's fucking wild. Yeah, that's insane. I don't even remember what the name of that movie is. There's one. Oh, yeah, well, there was, it won a bunch of... Boyhood. Award. Boyhood, that was it. That's it. That's it. Spending got it. Ethan Hawke. <laughs> oh my what god, a, that's Ethan Hawke. What a fuck! <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking experience that would be, eh? Just every every year on your birthday, a fucking camera crew shows up. See, so like when when there's scenes of children, like it's like, yeah, I remember when I was a little boy and I went down that slide. Do they just find kids who look like you? Yeah, <laughs> is that literally? That's why right. we watched that picture day trailer, right? Yeah, that was just some other actor I that saw, looks exactly like me. Yeah, he did not like it wasn't that close because I know you really well, but like I saw like it was like okay, that could resemble Spencer. Like, I yeah, like if you that. didn't know him, you could be like. Uh, okay, yeah, sure. Literally, literally. So, so uh, talk to us about Picture Day. That was the last. Was that the kind of the last film that you did? Yeah. So, what was that like? Well, explain your character in that one. So Henry, I remember that character name with motherfuckers. <laughs> Henry was a selective mute, and in the movie, he plays the young version of Claire's interest. She kind of meets two guys at the same time that she's kind of interested in for different reasons, of course. Uh, she meets like a 30 year old and like a 15 year old and she's like graduated college essentially she's like 19 18 and um it was it was really easy playing that role because playing a selective mute just means you just let the other person take charge like uh tatiana maslani who plays claire is one of the most talented actors i've ever worked with her improvisational game is off the charts which was great for me because my character i just had to follow her lead so as an actor that's all i did and it was incredibly easy working with her made me look so good and the movie got into the toronto international film festival which holy crap that was it's so much huge, fun man that's that's giant that's massive dude so that's but that's that's so you had like a major part yeah he was fucking yeah i like, was that's uh, number two huge. on the call sheet that, that's wow. huge, dude. Wow. So when you went to TIFF, like, did you get to go to the screening parties and experience the whole fucking superstar red carpet thing? I never met any celebrities, but I did go to a lot of parties. Sweet. And it was the coolest part was it was the very first week of college. And oh, I had to shit. go to all my professors to be like, I'm sorry, I'm not going to be here this week. I have a movie in TIFF. <laughs> Fuck oh. you, Tom Otto. You cocksucker. <laughs> like fucking spinning oh. in the concrete. Sorry, I can't uh, I can't be here. <laughs> you got to say it, though. I love it. I'm in TIFF. I'm no, sorry. screw you, Tom Otto. Seriously. I felt pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, that's great. But that's fucking, that's sweet. So, like, I, without giving away the movie, like, does she end up with you in the end or the 30-year-old? Or that would totally give away the movie, wouldn't it? Does that give away the plot? <laughs> yeah, totally. So watch the movie. Everybody watch the fucking movie. Watch the fucking movie. And uh, but yeah, so that movie came out when? 2016? Kind of 2017 era? I do not remember. I I remember turning... I remember turning 19 on set. Like, I was filming... I, I, I was filming Picture Day on my 19th birthday. Um, But I don't remember what year that was. I think, like, <laughs> That's because I think it was like 2012. Wow. Wow, when were you born? <laughs> Let's do the math. That is so like that. Wow. Jeez. 
and so you got to do TIFF. You got to do all of these fun things. You got to do all the acting, all of the proceeds. Like you did TV, film, commercials. You pretty much did it all. You were and able to I cover gave all it all up to DJ. <laughs> and you talk shit about DJs, you motherfucker. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about what you really do. <laughs> <laughs> so now you DJ. Now you do. Now you do like you do like you're like big time. Like you're gonna be like a Vici or. <laughs> nah, man, I can't. <laughs> I I've hope got a not. good rant on that. I can't. I hate the. I hate when people mistake a DJ for like a musical artist. Okay. They use. It's the complication is they use the same equipment when they perform. Got it. But a DJ doesn't make his own music. A DJ just plays other people's music, and that's what really humbles me as a DJ. It's like I'm not that talented. I'm playing other people's music. You are hella Especially talented. with the laptop, all the information's right there. It's so easy to right. do it, and that's okay. why everyone's doing it right now. But I work for a couple companies. I'm a subcontractor for a couple companies, and they book the gigs. It's like having an agent. It's fantastic. They book the gigs, and I go do them. So it's usually yeah. like corporate events or weddings. Just tell you when to show up, when to be there, where to go, who to talk so to. I'll, I'll talk to the clients, it. find out some information. Ooh, like, ooh, okay, ooh. let's see. Yeah. You're engaged, right? Yeah. So when's the big day? <laughs> TBD, no sorry, Chels. TBD, sorry, Chels. <laughs> so some of the kind of questions I would ask would be like, um, when uh, when when would you like to do your formal introductions? It would be after cocktail, but right. would you want to do that before dinner, or would you like to do a big entrance into the <laughs> dance floor? What kind of songs would you want for your ceremony? Oh, and like, Zach goes Chelsea. I don't know. I don't know. That's usually her job. Hi. I, uh, I have zero idea. I picked up my suits. That's about all. I, I, want, I want you to do a mock a mock wedding right now. I want you to. So so wait wait wait. He he would choose a genre of music. Like you be how? the you know no you be the husband. I'll be the bride. And <laughs> Spencer will interview us. Okay, let's do it. All right. Hello. So the first question I have hello, here hello. would be: <laughs> Have you picked a song for your first dance yet? Yes. Honey, if I, if I don't do titles, I'm what song be? Do you think we are going to do the um the fireworks by Katy Perry? <laughs> it's so inspirational. I believe it brings a good joy to the world. Katy Perry, firework. Okay, moving on. How many guests are going to be at your wedding today? 634. Oh, the wedding's today, actually. Yes, we're, we're doing this all <laughs> yes. right now. <laughs> we are currently getting dressed. <laughs> How did you get in here? <laughs> Now, do you have a live quartet or any musicians doing your ceremony, or yes. are you looking to me to uh, play some music for your ceremony? We want you to collaborate with the live artists. We have, we have, we have Schnickschenbaum, which is a five-man accordion group from Northern <laughs> Berlin. Gorgeous, beautiful. Okay, now who is they the name Aussie, of Aussie your? Covers. Who's the name of your MC? Um, <laughs> his name is MC Hammer. <laughs> Hama, not E R H A M M A. MC Hama. MC Hardwell. Hardwell. <laughs> and how many courses will be there be for dinner? Um, no, it's not on a golf course. Uh, I'm no, sure. there's only one. <laughs> <laughs> it's just dinner. Just a dessert. Is that a course? Is, is dessert a, a course? Is dessert a course? Yeah. Sidebar. Is oh yeah. A, is it? <laughs> okay. By so the way, I have no idea. There's, I have no idea. Wait, I want to finish our wedding. Sorry. <laughs> Okay, last question here on my list. Um, are you guys going to be doing like a bouquet or garter toss? <laughs> no, you cannot toss the garters. That is disrespectful to me as your husband. 
I would be very upset. I would be very upset if you saw the gato. Wait, am I the husband? Fantastic. So my rate is eight hundred for the night. I will see you guys later. Congratulations. Unazarus. Wait, is that euro? Well, that's sweet. So, so you run. You've essentially got like a script when you when you meet a couple. Scene. That was great. Thank you. Our German wedding with MC Hammer. <laughs> what MC Hama? So, so that's that's for weddings. So when you do corporate events, and I, like I know I've uh, I've had the pleasure of like tagging along to help you with equipment a couple times to these things, and it's super fun. And uh, you also do like background like lounge music for restaurants and like corporate events and stuff like that. How how difficult is it to make those playlists? Like I don't think a lot of people think about the music that's happening, but it's constant. It's like five hours. <laughs> no background music's easy. Because oh. no one's paying attention to it. It's just in the background. <laughs> when, it's, when you're doing a wedding, like you're trying to get people to pay attention to you the entire night. That's right. The dance floor is you only. So there's way more pressure. And, and drunk I, people. I, I, well, yeah, that's for sure. Well, how many people come up to you and be like, can you play this song? By Beyonce. Please, please. Can you just do it? No, like, I, no, like, just do it. Can you just play this song, please? How many of that do you get on a per <laughs> wedding basis? All the time. Once a wedding. The worst part is when it's someone higher up. Oh, Maybe yeah. someone in the family. You can't say no. You can't. Oh, shit. Okay, so funny funny sidebar. When me and Spenny were in college together, uh, I was also DJing at the time. He inspired me to DJ, actually. He got my DJing started. And uh, basically, like, we went and DJed at this fucking bar called the Moose and Goose in Thorold. And it was, I forget what fucking kind of night it was. I, I don't think it was a country night. I think it was, like, one of the times they did an EDM night. Yeah, it and, is a country bar. But Oh, yeah. Uh, it was a, no, it was a private party. My buddy reached out to me. Some guy I went to public school with asked if I could right. DJ. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and no one showed up. No, and then there was, like, this one really drunk girl. I, I, it was, like, a group of three really drunk girls so out of the nine people who were in the bar. Nine people showed up. Like that. Like, dude, it was empty. Empty. Oh, it was fucking empty. Like, embarrassing. At this point, we're just, well, like, suppose we're still getting paid, and, like, me and Rose were there. We were just fucking hanging out and DJing at this point. It wasn't that bad, because we did that every night anyways. So, uh, yeah, Spencer's DJing, and this girl comes up. She starts requesting a song. She fucking spills a drink on his turntable. And I, I was like, what the fuck? And Spencer's kind of sitting there like, oh, my God. Like, like in shock, pale in the face. What the fuck is going on right now? That Dude, that kind of shit happened more times than I'd like to admit. Did your stuff... No, you'd think they'd make DJ equipment waterproof for just such an occasion, <laughs> right? Like, seal tight or whatever the fuck it is. But, like, was I your shit I think it was ruined? fine. It was fine. No, my, my shit was fine. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Fuck, what? But, like, I, I don't... I never understand the ball. It's like heckling at a comedy show. Like, this is a set thing. Don't come in and change everything up and request shit. Oh, dude. Don't throw off the mojo. Just shut up and listen. Like, I'm getting paid to do this. Shut up, listen, and fucking have a good night. There are definitely nights where you say, I'm not taking requests. Like, there are definitely times where you shut it down. At least, like, in my experience DJing, when we DJed fucking Club Zen, which was also hilarious. But, uh, yeah, like... You'll be like, yeah, sure, I'll play that song next, and then you never play it. But, like, especially as a professional, so it's a little different. Like, I was very yeah. much like a fucking, like, basement, you know, fucking frat party DJ. Where oh, everybody... I'll play your request. I'm not better than the music you're requesting. Oh, like, that's it. I'll play anything. As I have cheesy as it is, I'm down. <laughs> I use the sync button. Like, <laughs> I would basically sit there and, like, I'd have my 30 songs that I have to play back-to-back because -back they sound good. Whereas, like, he could, like, integrate fucking everything into anything. He's a professional. So... <laughs> I've never once tried it. DJing? I think it'd be so difficult. I, you I, know, I, you play an instrument, right? Yeah. Can you read sheet music? No. Me you'll, neither. You'll be fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Can you read sheet music? No. Yeah, it probably doesn't matter. You should be okay. 
Okay, yeah. fair enough. I just, uh, the way Spencer taught me was just counting. It was just counting. Bars and measures. That's, That's it. Easy. Yeah, I understand that. Then there you go. So That's then, it. Oh, okay. Well, oh, there. good. So Can you I'll count to four? I'll get some equipment. <laughs> DJ Big Daddy Diesel. <laughs> DJ Big Daddy Diesel. Up in this bitch. I always thought if I was going to have a DJ, it would be DJ Dubstep Dad. I, o- I always wish that I could I fucking... that'd be fucking hilarious. DJ Dubstep Dad. D- DJ Dubstep Dad. Every time I used to DJ, my sister would be like, your DJ name's Redmouth. And I was like, that's not that funny. She still does it. I don't DJ anymore. It's not a horrible fucking name, though. Redmouse? It's kind of cool. Well, Deadmouse, because Deadmouse is dope as fuck. Yeah, but like, yeah. Um... What was I going to say? I always wish that I got to DJ on a boat. I wanted to DJ a boat party. Because, like, just sounds really cool. No, no, no. No, no. You don't want to DJ a boat party. You want to DJ, like, a yacht party. There's different levels of having boats. <laughs> well, like, when your friend's like, hey, you want to go to my par- my, my, my dad's boat or yeah, whatever? Know, yeah, know your limit. Play within it. But, like, when there's a moment when someone's like, you want to come? You, you want to come, come to the boat? To, to the boat? There's two. Th- there's three or four things that can happen, all depending <laughs> on this person's characteristics. One. You know, if you have an idea of how much money they make, because you could be shown to be like, all right, we're going to get on a boat. It's a fucking big metal dinghy. Or it could be like, yeah, come to my dad's boat. And it's a fucking, you know, 50 foot James yacht. Bond fucking yeah, gold plated. You had to get to it from a helicopter because it took off for the Caribbean a month ago. Like that kind of shit. There's levels to boats. You want to play a yacht. You don't want to play a fucking an iPod on a I don't dinghy. Know, dude. Like, all right, we are the movement tonight. <laughs> <laughs> But all DJs fucking say stupid shit like that. Well, We're going to party till the sun makes it a new day. <laughs> I don't know if you ever went on like those boat tours that used to go around cities. Be like, okay, the boat tour is leaving at this time. I think I did one once for like a work function. They were like, yeah, we got this boat that's going to go around Toronto or whatever it is. It goes out on Lake Ontario. It's a party boat, I open love, bar. I love that. It's, it's going to go to gonna... Toronto. I live here. I don't need to see <laughs> no, the rest no, of it. <laughs> Literally, it just it's goes good. in a circle on Lake Ontario. We work on the east side. I'm from the west. I have to travel the whole fucking thing every day. I'm I get good. it. I'm good. I, I get, get it. it. I get it. I get yeah, it in the morning. I get it in the evening. I'm fine. It was a pretty cool experience. I won't lie. Because anything t- with an open bar is a great fucking experience. Especially on the water. Because like, people could fall. There's a danger factor there. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, like, people could fall. <laughs> it's serious. If one of us happened to get lost along the way, nobody would even bat an eye. Well, like, there's actual party barges that people have for like their cottages and shit. Where it's like yeah. just flat boats. Plant- like, pontoon boats. Pontoon boats. Pontoon boats are the greatest fucking boats ever invented. You could tow shit with that. You could barbecue. If, I'm, if, if I got people. <laughs> tubing on the back and i'm grilling on the front that's a fucking that's a purchase all right that is a life investment where's the coolest place you've ever dj'd did you get to dj at any like giant fucking mansion cottages like the cn Muskoka tower or something shit? like anything like that i've done the skyline tower in niagara falls that's dope i did top floor at the hilton in niagara falls for like the niagara ice wine festival after party I've done that just sounds sick as fuck I've done canoe in Toronto which is a nice restaurant bougie a lot of weddings at canoe bougie. um I've DJed a lot at the Shangri-La actually it's a nice hotel really? in Toronto it's a super nice hotel um that's about it that's what I can think of off the top of my head nothing like mind-blowing amazing though <laughs> Curtis Joseph's of- house <laughs> yo P Diddy's in town and he requested you for some fucking reason so <laughs> imagine be at the CN Tower in like an hour have you ever ran into anyone like super cool at a gig like it's just like a random fucking pocket celebrity that's just in like chilling in the background no, not at all. Imagine. I fucking wish that would have been a great story, though. <laughs> Jack Black just chilling in the back of a wedding just by himself. Yeah. <laughs> Ned Schneebly. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's not all right. But uh, but you never really had, did. You ever meet any like fucking sweet celebrities like it? With, oh, know, Tiff with, or like, anything like that. He already said that. Oh, such a good question. I I might have a good story somewhere, but Nina, I can't think of anything. No, Nina Dobrev. I got nothing. <laughs> Nina Dobrev. That's fucking Nina Dobrev. huge. 
Um, that is massive. It's just Let's Be Cops. Great fucking movie. Should have won an Oscar. An Oscar. Oscar. Best movie of all time. <laughs> <laughs> One of the Wayans brothers is in it. And Jack Johnson, from New Girl. Oh, I thought you meant Jack Johnson, the musical artist. No. Holy shit, that'd be cool. Oh, I, I, yeah. Wouldn't it? I don't think I've ever like actually like physically met a celebrity. I, I interviewed Jim Carrey's wife once. Why? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was his sister. It was his sister. It was his sister. <laughs> it's because, well, when me and Spencer went to school for broadcasting, um, it was part of the thing. You had to like interview people for the like the presentation portion of it because there was two branches you could do. You could do presentation or production, right? Front of the camera, behind the camera. So I was paired up with Elizabeth Hall, who was a super hot girl on our program. And we got to like go and interview like somebody who was considered like high profile. And we got Jim Carrey's sister. Okay. So, so they, she, they called. They were like, you called. They were like, hey, can we get Jim Carrey? They were like, I can do you one better. I get you a sister. <laughs> no, no. We had to cold call these people and uh, uh yeah I'll, I'll be real with you elizabeth how did you get these numbers uh, i'll be real with you right now elizabeth was very much the overachiever in our class so i i'd Got always it. pick her as my partner <laughs> and she 100 percent landed this whole interview for us so we went and like sat down in a coffee shop with this woman and i had the pocket recorder that was my contribution i was like oh i have this pocket recorder so we recorded the interview had to transcribe it and cut it down and uh yeah like the coolest part about the interview was she told us that jim carrey used to live in a van outside of Newmarket. i was like that's fucking crazy well, that <laughs> I, is insane i had no idea and she had a really nice car <laughs> that was a, good for her yeah i was like i don't even remember what good she did for her <laughs> residual royalties i like that shit <laughs> yeah so that was the closest i came to meeting someone cool i got to i got to do when i started comedy i got to do an interview with steve patterson i don't even know that is. pattinson he was a, he's a canadian comic he robert pattinson yeah, his older brother. No, <laughs> uh, I got to do him, and then I met I met I've met some really high profile celebrity well, comedians in and out of the industry every once. Like I, I did a couple times. Like I met Jim Jeffries. No, obviously Russell not. Peters. No, uh, actually he was. I missed him. I just missed him one night of the show. And they were like, "Oh, he just left," and I was like, "Who?" And they were like, "Russell Peters." And I was like, "Oh, that would probably would have been good for my career." Kevin Hart. No, not Kevin Hart. But I met the Trevor, the guy that plays Trevor or Squirrely Dan on Letterkenny. Oh, I met him. I watched uh, K. Wilson. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I opened up. That's for so him cool. Yeah, that is dope. It was pretty cool. And then he was because he was Louis C.K.'s opener at the time before Louis C.K. went into cancel culture, or whatever. Nah. He was Louis C.K. So I had a billion Louis C.K. questions, and he was just like, "Yeah, no, he's, he's, he doesn't really say much." And I was like, "So like, what's like, like what, like, like if you like, so like if you had to like, like if you like, like if you like, so like, tell me like, what about like, uh, like, like, like if you, um, if you like, so if he like, what, like how, how what does he, what does he sound like?" Be like, <laughs> what, what does he smell like? <laughs> yeah, what does he smell like? Does he have a boat? He does have a boat. He has a sweet boat. I lied. I totally let. I met Skrillex once, and Spencer was there. Oh boy! And you didn't even go over and meet. You kind of look like a curly-headed well, Skrillex. No, no, and that's wanna, a compliment. I wish. Thank you I so want much. Spencer I take that as a compliment. <laughs> I kind of want Spencer to tell the story because Skrillex is Spencer's favorite and has been forever. Well, was at the time at least. I don't know where he is now, but I don't know. It was. Uh, it was definitely a unique little concert setup. Yeah, him. Dylan Francis, DJ Snake, DJ Snake were all in town for the weekend. Skrillex was doing back-to-back -back shows Saturday, Sunday, and somehow someone I knew messaged me and was like, "My boyfriend's got him coming. Got Skrillex to come to Cherry Beach. Cherry Beach on Sunday night to play a secret show. Skrillex is playing a secret show this time, this place." And so I tell Neil, I tell the guys, I tell everyone. And we show up to the beach, and oh my goodness, it was the coolest set. Cherry Beach, uh, Promise, they do. Pro it's called Promise. It's the show they do at Cherry Beach, 
every Sunday and uh they got Skrillex on there one night. It was the coolest fucking thing. We stayed we were like six feet away. They had like the the six foot fold out table and we were like at the end of the table while he was mixing. The coolest set. It was the That's best time. I he Skrillex is my favorite. So like I was just over the blown moon. away. That I'm, night was amazing. Until I lost Spencer's fucking car keys in the sand. <laughs> You didn't. I did. So I was uh, dating a girl at the time who was a very complicated individual. And uh, she knew how much we loved Skrillex. And I forget what the reasoning was, but she wanted to go home. And I was like, we're not fucking leaving. I'm sorry. Notice how they always want to go home when you're having a good time. Well, no. And it, it got to the point where it was like, I want to go get my shit out of your car, out of Spencer's car. Like, uh, my mom's coming to pick me up. And I was like, okay, like, let's go. Spencer, can I have your keys? So I take Spencer's keys. We get her shit out of her car. She leaves. She comes back. She's like, I'm so sorry. I was like, oh, it's okay. And then, uh, yeah, so the Because sh- you're kind soul. So we stay the whole time because we all love Skrillex. And, like, it was a fucking incredible set. And then at the end of the night, Spencer's like, Neil, where are my keys? I'm like, what do you mean? You have them. He was like, no, you have them. And I was like, holy shit. I have no fucking idea where your keys are. So after a half hour of scrounging around, it, this is literally on a beach, by the way, like it's sand. So trying to find car keys in the sand on Cherry Beach, we're like, fuck it, we're going to have to get a tow. So uh, we, I guess Spencer has CAA at the time. So you call for CAA and like you have a tow up to so many kilometers. Oh, are you, they showed are you up telling the CAA story? The story? They showed up with metal detectors? It's not over. It's not over. Wait, this, this story gets incredible. So CAA comes and they're like, oh shit, what happened? We're like, oh, we're just at this rave and like, I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty fucked up when they show up and uh, Spencer was driving. So he wasn't too bad. And uh, they're like, yeah, you know, like, it's all good, man. Like, where are you guys getting towed to? And Spencer's like my mom's house in, in Niagara. And they're like, okay, that's a pretty long drive. So we're in the back of the fucking car and uh, it's quiet in there. Me and Spencer are just sitting awkwardly in the back of the tow truck while these two guys are driving us back. And one guy's like, you guys smoke weed? And we're like, yeah, Lock dude. Off. We're like, yeah, dude, we do smoke weed. And he's like, really? So, like, if I hand you back some papers, you roll one up? I was like, yeah, dude, I'll roll us a joint right now. He passed me the papers. We rolled a joint and smoked with the CAA guys as they towed our fucking car back to Niagara. <laughs> Valid story. Good things he happen. Can, to, he can vouch. It happened. Good things happen to good people. <laughs> <laughs> CAA. I still feel bad for dropping those car keys. I'm so bad for that shit. Dude. Some fat guy with a metal detector found those like six years later and was like, oh, these are the keys to the Columbus's ship. <laughs> it must be. <laughs> it's got a Pontiac He drove a Mercedes. I love that car. That car was amazing, that little blue thing. Oh, man. Oh, that was Back funny. in the day. So, yeah, that was definitely the coolest celebrity that I met. I got to actually go over and take a picture with him. And that was That's dope. Cool. It was really cool. I, and I, I, I love that picture. I still have it. Yeah, every every interaction with a celebrity I've ever had, except for Chris Elliott, who was in Shit's Creek. I met him as well. Um, but um, I never I, I don't take pictures, so every time someone's like, "Oh my god, like, I really?" Like hate I was like, "Oh, I, I I've talked to one guy about it, and I was like, can I can I can I maybe have a picture with you?'" He's like, "He's like, I mean, yeah." And I was like, "You know what? Never mind, <laughs> because I don't want to be a dick. I just want you to remember this moment, like not as another. Like I don't want to take a picture with you. It's fine. Like I, I want to be in the moment. I want to be here. Like I don't take my phone out at concerts." Like fuck off! Like I'm here. Like Dude. it's a story to tell. Like if you wanted to fucking see the show, you should have bought the ticket and showed yeah, up. Yeah, don't live like, your life off. through a fucking camera. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like don't don't do what I However, do on YouTube. It. Going to the bars with Spencer in Niagara was always fucking fun because there'd always be one group of girls or one girl would come up and be like, "Can I get a picture with you?" And that is not a lie. That would happen often. One person asked for a photo and then took a photo on Snapchat. 
I got so offended. I'm like, wait, you didn't want to keep the fucking photo? <laughs> you fucking dick. On Snapchat? <laughs> Did you being on That's Degrassi in the mansion, or in a TV ever get you laid? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> nice. 100%. Nice. Bro, I have no game because I didn't have to try. Did anybody ever ask you to be in character? They're like, please be Wesley. Please be Wesley. <laughs> oh, my Can God. Can you just do me a favor? Can you, just, can you just be Wesley right now? Put the glasses on. <laughs> Don't look at me. Oh my. Did anybody ever ask you to role play? Like, like this was like a big fantasy for them? Or? Oh, my God. Role play, sure. Not Degrassi, though. Fuck, eh? Could you imagine? Was Yo. it the Where's the Werewolf thing? <laughs> Is there a werewolf in here? <laughs> I hope he doesn't bite me. Or no, like they've seen a couple me. of porns I've done before, so they just nice. watched that. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, he's in a porn called Only Call the Werewolf. Oh, my God. <laughs> Holy fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Good shit. Who ordered this extra long dog bone? Arr. <laughs> Shouts out Bulgaria. Shouts out Bulgaria. Dude. Shouts out oh werewolves. God. Shouts out. <laughs> Shouts out. Shouts out Nina Dobrov. 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 What's up? Shouts out Badlands Brewery. Shouts out Badlands Brewery. We hope you guys are doing well. Yeah, me too. You guys, you guys make good tasty beer. You do. Um, did you know that emotion only lasts twelve minutes? <laughs> I wanted to talk to you about this. The I know. Other day. I just we stole forgot. your topic. <laughs> so I was reading online, as I do. Um, I wish I could say something more specific. Like, oh, it was in the paper the other day, but I've ever read. I don't think I've read the newspaper. In my <laughs> I life. want APA p- format bibliographies yeah. from now yeah. on. Um, but it was like uh, there was some <laughs> psychologist or whatever, um, and she just said, <laughs> "Super like, credible, you know, super credible stuff." Um, it, yeah, her name was like Doctor Rebecca hashtag whatever <laughs> I guess. Uh, but no, she was like emotion physically and and mentally only last twelve minutes. After that, everything that you feel is self inflicted. And I was like, that makes so much fucking sense. Because think about with toddlers, how they're just so quick to just all of a sudden, ah, oh, no, things are fine. Like I don't you know. Cry, you cry, you cry, and then you hand them one thing. They're like, ah, and they're just like, okay. Because they don't have, they don't really, they don't have emotions really or feeling. They, they, they don't, they're just discovering <laughs> they who they are. Feelings. No, but they don't have like, they don't have, they don't have that <laughs> mental capacity to understand what's going on. They just like, I want this. Here it is. I can stop crying now. Whereas an adult, you're like, I like a part of you is like, I just want people to understand how I'm feeling. So I'm just having a down day. I'm having a down day. I'm having a bad day. Are you having a bad day, honey? Or are you just trying to make other people think that you're having a bad day so they can be like, oh my God, Susan, are you okay? Like, what's wrong? And you're just like, I don't know. I've just been feeling really down lately. Things have just been like, you know, things are like rough at home and stuff. And then it's like, oh my God. And then it's like a chain reaction. It's like, oh my God, do you hear what's happening with Susan? I should send her flowers. You should send her flowers. We should, we should take her for coffee. Shit like that. No, bitch. You had a bad moment in the car. Your commute's 13 minutes. By the time you got to work and checked in, over that shit. Move on. Days over with. Like, fucking figure your shit out. That's how long emotion lasts. As per this fucking doctor, psychiatrist, fucking lady. I she could have been a witch. I don't know. I really don't know. I wasn't paying attention. I listened to the song Driver's License, and it sits with me for, like, fucking at for least fuck- 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, but that's that song's there's great. There was a great, there's there's a a great, great SNL skit on that fucking show. I don't know if you guys still watch Saturday Night Live. I don't think anyone does anymore. But they did a no. driver's license skit. It was pretty funny. It's a bunch of like grown men playing pool in a bar and one of the guys puts it on in the jukebox. Oh, like, I did see that. Yeah. And they all just cry together. It's fantastic. There's a great quote from Rick and Morty that really fucked me up. It was, anxiety is selfish sometimes. Damn. And that wow. kind of goes off what you were saying. I love yeah. that. How the, there's a time limit almost. Yeah. There's almost like, all right, hey, like it, I, we get what you're going through and it sucks, but like it's like time to pick up and move on like that doesn't and that doesn't attribute with like emotional scars and stuff like that but that's just for like the initial reaction so if you're crying and you're like feeling really upset and sad that's 12 minutes 
every time that you bring it up after that is you self-inflicting it. So when you're remembering a relative and you're upset about it, like and they passed away years ago, and you're you're bringing it up, you're making yourself sad. Like your your body, your your mind and your body isn't sad. You're making yourself sad. It's a self-inflicted emotion at that point, hmm. which is fucking insane. Self-inflicted is a is a, is a harsh kind of blunt way of putting it, but I can agree. Yeah. It's different for every person. Sometimes it's a choice. Sometimes it isn't. Yeah, that's a good sometimes way to it's put an it. attention thing, and sometimes it's because they can't help it. Well. There was a I was ha- I was struggling at work the other day and I have a coworker who's extremely knowledgeable Nick. He's like I very much admire his work ethic and he's a very smart man. And uh, I was I was freaking out about something and he was like, "So Neil, there's this complex in your brain. Is it fear or is it danger?" And I was like, "What do you mean?" He was like, "Fear is you doing this thing in your head running down this rabbit hole where you're going through the what ifs and the what ars, whereas danger is something that's real and it's going to happen." It's like Oh, fuck. And I was like, oh, shit. And he's like, so is this fear or danger? And I was like, it's fear. And he was like, so figure out what's dangerous in it and just solve that as the problem rather than making it a giant fear. And I was like, shit, that's fucking heavy, man. Like, it's a great way to put it. Sorry. Shouts out, Doug. Uh, shouts out the Ford Motor Company. But yeah, no, the the, the fear danger complex thing was kind of like, damn, that's that's really real. That's, that's like a motivational. Super heavy. I was thing. like, where'd you yeah. get that from? And he was like, oh, I was listening to a motivational speaker this morning, and I was like, oh fuck, man. Who? Joe Rogan. Fuck. Oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Let's listen to the Uptown dude. Let's listen to the Uptown podcast. Babe. I was listening to a Pete Holmes interview, and he Fucking said something. Oh, right. Oh, what a great. I don't even know. Who he that said is. something. Good. Me and Spencer because he's have so something. he's such a <laughs> positive, episode, like easygoing so. guy, right? Pete Holmes just. Does anything? Nothing. Nothing razzles him. He's like Jason Segal's like slightly retarded younger brother without the heroin. <laughs> yeah, no, like all the heroin. <laughs> He's too happy. Have you seen his college humor Batman videos? Yeah. Oh, it's it's the best. Is it the Batman voice? Is he that- does, so he dresses up as Batman, and he, so he's their Batman. So like they'll be like like Ra's al Ghul's daughter when she stabs him, and it's Bane beside him. He's like, this is so weird. Last night I was stabbing you, and she's like, that, that's beside the point. No. We totally had sex last night. <laughs> yes, I know. What was it like? I was in a rubber suit. I fight crime in a rubber suit all day. And I hadn't showered. Musty. <laughs> he does shit like that. It's fucking hilarious. You know, something he said was, hate is a lack of imagination. Ooh. That's something that I fucking oh, like hard. Oh, wow. God damn it, Pete Holmes. That's bars. He's figured it out. Oh, yeah, dude. He's cracked the code. Pete Holmes has cracked the code. Pete Holmes is the guy. Is the fucking guy. So you guys went to college together. Correct. Sidebar. You guys met in college, which is yep. fun. Which is I remember the exact thing. interaction because Spencer was using Serato on his computer. And I was like, whoa, what's that? What the fuck is Serato? It's a DJing software. Nice. Because you guys are DJs. And and years later, uh, he revealed that he turned the computer out on purpose. So I'd see it. Oh, that's it's adorable. I wanted to be Neil's friend. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> He's a great guy to be friends with. Yeah, I've I'm been a, here for a very long time. I'm a piece it's awesome. of shit. It's because I was, I was also old. Me and Spencer were the older ones in the program. No, it's not. That was so easy. You just started talking to me. I didn't have to do much. (laughs) Yeah, he's good for that. He's good for that. Neil will just show up and be like, you look interesting. And it's like, oh, someone sees me. Well, no, it was literally like the the music thing because I've always loved music. So it was just like, wow, what's this? And I was also at that time starting to really get into like my kind of like, quote, EDM phase, unquote. So your rave phase. Yeah, I suppose. No, that that followed. That followed hard. But uh, yeah, that was definitely like kind of the, the foundational... I guess spark that started the the relationship between me and Spencer. That's and pretty fucking. It that's, grew from there, man. That's so nice. Yeah. So we did school together, and then we started hanging out more, and then I went and, like hung out at his mom's place. I met his mom, 
Yeah, I love your mom. Shout out Spencer's mom. Yeah, my mom's the best. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, beyond that, like, me and Spencer moved in years later. And, like, we, we lived in Toronto together. And then went our separate ways after that. And we still talk all the time. So. That's so nice. Yeah. It was cool. I used to, like, I actually remember one time you took me to Toronto with you because you had an audition. And we went to, like, the Eaton Center. And we were on the roof, the parking lot there. Do you remember that time? We were taking- you mean the time when I locked my keys in the car? Yes. We have the most car key stories ever, dude. I, I swear it was the span of like three years where I called CAA more than I ever had <laughs> like, like, you're like, with in Neil my again? entire life. <laughs> you're with Neil again, aren't you? You're with Neil again, aren't you? Yep. That happened. Tell him, tell him to get his fingers ready. We got so much weed in this back of this fucking big tow truck. But we lived, uh, we lived in this fucking dingy apartment above uh, a pizza place on Lakeshore in Toronto. It's called Calbreeze Pizza. Dude, the garlic knots there were fucking nuts. They were so good. But the pizza was bomb too. It wasn't like the best pizza, but it was pretty fucking good. Dude, pizza. any pizza around, like I find that the best pizzas are the ones that you get around your college. Like when you go to college, and like any pizza joint that's like for the college. We were right down the street from Humber Lakeshore, so that would kind of associate. Oh, it. word! So the same, probably the same pizza joints I'm, I would talk about would be the same pizza joints that you guys had. I don't know, like man, my my perfect pizza is like something like a little crunchy, like a thin crust, like a little crunch. But I also want to see the grease on top. Like I, I, I'm getting pizza for a fucking reason. I like I see I like a good like I like a lot of dough, not a lot of dough, like not like Chicago style a lot of dough, but I like a good amount of dough. And like a like, fluffy crust? Like a fluffy crust, because I'm a, I'm a, I love dipping. I love dipping the crust. Dipping it and dipping sauce. Dip anything. Different sauces. I'm <laughs> dipping it. But no, I like, and I just like a good solid, like a little bit of grease, but like enough grease that it doesn't, doesn't fuck with the flavor profile, but it adds a little kick of extra oh, like. Grease oh, is yeah. good. I agree. I Thin agree. crust, extra sauce. Yes. Always. I love how that's an option now extra sauce oh, every time olive oil sometimes it doesn't work with thin crust because the, it just seeps right you're through right the crust. it gets soggy and it's you can't you can't have it both ways but like one or the other definitely i always get my pizza made with uh olive oil and uh italian seasoning a little instead bit, a little of bit. tomato sauce no 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 with tomato sauce okay so you olive oil the, the crust so it gets that extra little bit of crunch but still fluffy on the inside and you call me a fucking hipster this doesn't make me a hipster. That makes me a fat guy. <laughs> I know yeah, how I yes. like my pizza. I like mayonnaise on my pizza. And you put garlic butter around on the crust so it becomes more garlic bread? More butter. <laughs> Will you guys do the cheese filling? Can I, like, put margarine in there? Or <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> Get margarine stuffed crust. Not butter. Margarine. <laughs> Give me margarine. Olive oil, basil, margarine. There was, a, there was a pizza spot down in fucking, where was it? Spenny Fawn Hill? Volcanoes? Volcanoes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, dude, one dollar slices. That shit was deadly. Oh, that's a deadly combination. Oh, dude, and it was fucking good pizza. I loved it. You had a shirt, didn't you, or a hat? What was it? You had some sort of volcano. Oh, that's from that's something in Fenwick. But there's a rival pizza place that I'm rooting for. Which one's over that? volcanoes? Which is Massimo's. Massimo's. Massimo's is the best. If you're from Niagara, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Oh fuck! I'm going to Niagara to get fucking. Never mind, because this shit's locked down again. So fuck it. Yeah, I mean. Shouts out Massimo's. Shouts out Massimo's. I hope you guys are still open. We should go when it's all over. I'm down. We'll meet Spencer. We'll go do a live episode. And we'll be. It'll be like a part of your, the podcast, a pizza segment. Yeah. Oh yeah. We'll, we'll just totally bite fucking barstool and be like, "Yo, this is our pizza rating." Uh, one bite, everybody knows the rules. Uh, I mean, uh, two bites, everybody can guess what's going on. We'll say shit like that. I love it when there's like people heckling him as he's eating pizza. I know it is fucking hilarious. But no, real shit. Uh, I, I, I'm kind of just going to shout out small businesses right now. If you guys are still open, fucking power to you. Shit's been really rough here in Ontario for anybody under the sun who's being cranked by these lockdowns. Yeah, you got to so. fight the power. 
Gotta fight the power. This is why Rage Against the Machine made music. No, it's yeah. not. No, it's not. I love one thing. There was, dude, there was one thing. So Tom Morello. This is my favorite Facebook moment ever. And it was like, he was like, you know, Tom Morello is, is, is going to be the new panel speaker for this political segment. Tom and Morello? Comma, Tom Morello. So he's... The very, guitarist from Raising Games the Machine. Yeah, he's extremely into politics. Like, he's educated. Like, he's very highly educated. Really? Super highly educated. Damn. So, and like on like political law, like he could be a lawyer. Political law. Yeah, literally. So he was like going to be the next, the panel guy, and he was going to uh, add his opinion. And one comment said, you know, leave politics out of it. Stay, stick to music. And the comment reply to it was, "What machine do you think they were raging against? Dishwashers?" And I was like, <laughs> "I was like, that's awesome." <laughs> like, yeah. Like a lot of fuck this one. Justify. I put the fans in in the blender. I put the Blu-ray. It don't work no. Just fucking screaming about blenders oh, and shit. Oh fuck! I miss no. music like that, dude. I miss yeah. I miss music. Like I miss like when there's lots of dope new music out there though. Yeah. I will admit there's like we're kind of getting back on track a little bit. Yeah, you know, and it's not that I'm downplaying like recent music in the last ten years. It's just like shit's kind of coming back. Like synth waves kind of like coming back right now. A lot of people are loving the fucking synth pop. Oh, the weekend is all about the '80s right now. Yeah. Dude, that was so unexpected. So princey. So like I'd say yeah, he's but, our generation's prince guy. Yeah, but like, Bruno Mars kind of did that before he did. Like Bruno oh, Mars he brought the funk, funk and he brought all that stuff. That seventies right? vibe, but that was more natural. I feel like this is a little more forced. The, what the weekend's doing feels a little forced. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I, I pick up what you're saying, but Bruno. I, Bruno Mars is extremely talented. Oh, fuck yeah. He embodied all of those different genres he was going to do, and he was like, yeah, fuck, I'll fuck it up. You want me to write a number one hit for that shit? Done. Yeah, dude, Bruno's a beast. I'll give him that. Zach, have you heard Silk Sonic? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Like, unbelievable. What are you doing? Where are you at? Oh, oh, you, you got, got plans. plans. Oh, don't say that. Shut it's, your trap. And, like, <laughs> and then Bruno Mars is in the chorus. It's just, oh, it's so good. It's so good. Oh, it's so dude, good. Yeah. Fuck yeah. But there's like, there's some good rock and roll bands that are coming. Like, rock and roll is making a big, like, rock's making a good comeback. Soul like, is too, man. Like, like, Greta Van Fleet's doing a great job. Kaleo just came up with a new album, finally. Kaleo's fucking up. I wonder who Greta Van Fleet's biting off of. Well, I wonder who. No, just the same way that Led Zeppelin bit off people. Oh, go fuck yourself. Not even close. What? Jimmy Page was an absolute rev. We're not doing this. We're not doing this. <laughs> you want to go? We're not doing this right now. We are nowhere near No, we're near the end of an episode, this. and this is going to take an hour. It's going to take an hour and a half to go through. No, it's okay. I was just going to say uh, Anderson Pock is kind of bringing back some fucking funk right now, too. Some soul music. R&B. R&B's coming back hard right now. I'm, I'm excited to see where music's going to go now that it's kind of like... Like commercialization's kind of been taken out of it because you can't go do all these corporate shows and you can't do all of this stuff mm. anymore. So now you kind of have this at-home feeling where people are like, I mean, nobody's telling me what to do. Let's make, let's go ahead and write music that I want to write. And you're kind of getting a lot of artists going out of their comfort zone or what we think is out of their comfort zone. And they're just kind of doing their own thing. And I think it's a really interesting, it's going to be a really interesting time for music coming out over the next couple of years when it's going to, people are going to be coming up with songs and shit that really don't sound like what they've been putting out previously. Didn't Pearl Jam do that? They like yeah. came out with an album or a single recently and it didn't sound like anything like Pearl Jam. Yeah. Yeah, it was more of like an Eddie Vedder kind of sound. It's great like, that they're not just forced into like a creative box. Yeah, man. Yeah. There's actually like, a, there's an introduction on a song on an album by Black, uh, like Six Lack or how the fuck you say that name. And uh, 
he talks about not wanting to be a song and wanting to be an artist, and that's very much like kind of a pocket that a lot of people get played into, right? I uh, fuck with that, yeah. Yeah, look, look at the Knacks with My Sharona. Name me another Knacks song. Dude, there's but so many one-hit wonders. Everybody knows My Sharona. But that's the thing. If somebody comes out with, you know what? Dude, Biebs is fucking killing it right now. I love Justin Bieber right now. So great. Dude, he sounds like Phil Collins. He's so... It's, it's fucking great. Talented. It's fucking great. It's not fair that he's that talented and handsome. I hope he has a small penis, but I guarantee you he doesn't. <laughs> I guarantee you he doesn't. You know, you haven't seen the dick pic? No. Oh, there's a dick pic? Oh, there's what? just a dick pic. Yeah, yeah. No, no way. Oh, yes way. I'm is, it, is it huge? Yeah, yeah. it's fine. Yeah. It's like, it's like, okay, I'll tell you right now. I'll tell you right now. He's like, how do I want to say this without sounding like I also want to suck his dick a little bit? <laughs> it's, I, it's fine. It's okay. It's like... It's like post erection, you know, when it's soft but it's still big. <laughs> okay. Always oh, like a half chub. No, it's like, like the base is busted hard, or not. But there's still too much weight at the front. Yeah. It's, it's like down. before it goes back to regular size. <laughs> That's it. Or maybe it's he's like just a shower, not a grower. Because yeah. there's definitely a shower. That's a thing. There's showers yeah. and growers. Yeah. Ladies. Ladies. So. It's cold outside. All right. Give me, give me a minute. I really can't stay. <laughs> <laughs> City sidewalks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, fuck. fuck. Those, yeah, I, I just, I, I'm excited for it. Yeah, Justin Bieber's great. His wife's good looking. She's from a famous family. Really? Acting. I don't even know who she is. Haley Baldwin. Oh, Alec Baldwin. It, that's his. That's her niece. His niece. Niece. Uncle. Niece. Yeah. Shout he, out to Wayne Gretzky's daughter for being so hot. Just yeah. saying. <laughs> I, she's. I. Uh, <laughs> See, I, I, I'm one of the guys. Like, I, I don't, don't know. Be- I watched the Masters, and she, she came out right. and kissed Dunst- Dustin Johnson, and Dunstan? I was like, Dunstan. <laughs> and, and I was like, damn, that's a lucky man. Oh, dude, there's some there's some golfers with some hot. Look at Bryson DeChambeau's fucking girlfriend. Holy shit! And all shit. is it just me or like are are all golf? I can't talk right now. Are all golfers just like good looking men? It's just a real. It's like thing. women curlers. Yeah, Why are you guys fucking hot? Why are every single? There's <laughs> now. Here's the thing. Golfers, no, they're not all of them. Most of them. But you get near the bottom, like the guys that they don't show on TV are like, holy <laughs> fuck. But like, yeah, no, then you get women curlers and it's like, why are all of you fucking rockets? Every single female curler, rocket, rocket. What's the sexiest sport? What is the sport tennis. with the best looking people? No, I'm talking male and female. I guess tennis is up there, man. Tennis like, for men, soccer. No, I'm saying men and women sharing the sport. Oh, it'd be football. It'd be soccer. Would have to be. I guess it'd be. There's too many good looking motherfuckers that play soccer and there's too many decent looking broads and unbelievable looking broads that play <laughs> soccer women but from Brazil and like like you're talking like the most popular it would hands down have to be soccer it would have to be on a general scale soccer I also think tennis though because tennis females are a lot of them are hot maybe swimming no <laughs> with the high dive shit on yeah I'm, I'm not talking with the fuck that bobsledding <laughs> bitch, bobsled bitches are hot. <laughs> I guarantee you they are. I guarantee. I almost, I, yeah, I almost guarantee. Almost guarantee. Bulgarian bobsled team is got Bulgarian bobsled team. That's great. Good looking. But I find the best thing with like, especially with like, like big sports and stuff, is the people that you meet. You know what I mean? Like the teammates that you get. Right? See how he does it. Or He's like being on like a show it. and stuff like that. Like you meet people and you get to talk to them every single day. And like. Well, what can you talk about? There's something you could talk about. You know, never cry werewolf. You could talk about what Nina Dobrev smells you like. You talk about Justin Bieber's you penis. You talk about Justin Bieber's penis, half chub size. Shout out Justin Bieber's penis. Um, or you could talk about the up down, which is a phenomenal thing to talk about because you can then go on and, and well, what do you say after that? Well, you could, you know, you can always tell them to tell their friends and then tell them to tell two more. 
Thanks for coming on, Spencer. Spencer, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you guys so much for having me. It was so much fun. You have to tell two friends. You have to tell two friends. Preferably be people that you have on Instagram that are super famous. Done. Perfect. I'm so excited. Nina Dobrev, hit me up.